The New Orleans Pelicans lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep, that just happened. So is B.I. and Zion coming back really going to change the fortunes for this team? Or is it this team just bad? We're going to take a look at it in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans as well as talk about this loss. And again, mention why you should probably be upset because the team shouldn't be this bad. Let's get into it in the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA. Let's go. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday. Pelicans fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The final score was 108-100. We're going to talk about it in the second segment. Like, come on. I'm so thrown off by this that I think I said in the cold open, like, let's do it in another episode of like, it's the Thursday episode of Locked On NBA or whatever it is. Uh, And this is Locked On Pelicans, though I do host Locked On NBA on Wednesday. But thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week for you all. Look, other Pelicans podcasts aren't podcasting right now. We're like the only one talking about what you want to know regularly, reacting to the biggest things. And in tomorrow's show... We're going to get to the Jake Fisher article for Bleacher Report about maybe David Griffin is on the hot seats. We'll talk about that tomorrow, the Friday show. Get you set for the weekend on that kind of news. Um, So we're going to talk about Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson coming back and why I don't think it's necessarily going to be the, the fortunes will turn for this franchise right away. And I'll explain what that is. Then we'll look at this game and then explain why. Yeah, you should probably be kind of mad about this. So B.I. and Zion, one of the things I've seen a lot when it comes to kind of looking at this team. Oh, but today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by McDonald's. Um, Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So one of the biggest things I've seen when people talk about this Pelicans team and how bad they are, right? Like the first thing is, and I let off yesterday's show where the show was titled, should the Pelicans be this bad? And we looked at it, right? And first thing is like, yeah, they should be because they don't have Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram. This is, this is two guys that combined for 50.8 points per game last season for New Orleans on very, very good efficiency. Yeah, you're going to be bad if you don't have your two all-star players. Like Every team would be bad, for the most part, without two all-star players, though some kind of weather that storm better than others, like the 76ers are right now. So they should be not so great. But it kind of also shows you that the players on this current team like aren't very good. Nikhil stepped up in this one and had his best game by far this season. But Jackson Hayes is really struggling In this one, he didn't play much, about nine minutes and five points. Garrett Temple started this game. He scored three points. Josh Hart played 15 minutes, got kicked out early, good for him, four points. Tomas Sadoransky, one point. Garrett Temple and Tomas Sadoransky were the two pieces coming back from Lonzo Ball, right? They were combined 0 for 8 from the field in this one. They scored a total of four points. 
even if you move Garrett Temple to the bench, right? Because you have Zion MBI there. What what's he going to contribute? Are his four points on the bench now really going to do much? The answer is no. You know, kind of same for Josh Hart. He goes to the bench. He takes on a different role. It's you know, it when you look at it, it's not quite the same thing as okay. The Pelicans are averaging a hundred point five points per game. Now we get to add fifty points to them, and they're scoring a hundred and fifty points per game, right? Like players will see their usage rates drop. Nikhil will see his usage rate drop, and he's already struggling, even in big minutes and with a high usage rate. I don't actually know if he's going to play well when the ball's taken out of his hands more. He's clearly a rhythm guy, right? And if the spacing's not going to be great for him to drive to the basket because Zion's out there, is he actually going to play better? So all of this talk of, well, there's 50 points on the bench, you slot them back in, it's not like that simple. And so, yes, obviously they're going to be better and they'll be better than 1-11 one one if you have Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson back. And look, it sounds like they're going to get Brandon Ingram back within a week. But it kind of shifts other guys, and those other guys still aren't good. You know, Garrett Temple's not good. Sadoransky shouldn't be in the NBA probably right now. Kyra Lewis Jr. was one for seven in this game. Is That that, that stuff's not going to change. This roster, at least when it comes to the depth side of things, is very, very flawed. Josh Hart wasn't good offensively last year. Maybe he's going to be better this year. Or maybe he's about an eight-point-per-game guy, something along those lines. And if that's the case, we're not seeing a whole lot of things that are going to be different necessarily. You'll see certainly a bump and maybe it's 20 points more per game. But like someone's been trying to step up and fill the void. They're not scoring 60 points per game out here, right? They're still scoring points because people kind of step in and fill the void, maybe inefficiently and not as great as those guys. But it's not like you can just add 50 points back in. So, yes, they're going to be better when Zion and B.I. come back. But there's also going to be kind of that like work in period, the chemistry issues. I don't know if things get fixed right away when those two guys come back. Because, look, when you lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who don't want to win games, right? They're upset they won this one. You know, like, it kind of tells you all you need, right? Like, you had less talent. Look, the Pelicans were the less, the less talented team in this one. But that's a terrible thing. It's a really, really bad thing to be less talented than the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. They're filled with young guys that ooze potential but aren't great, right? Like Giddy was 3 of 10 in this one. Anyway, we'll talk about the game coming up next, but I don't think it's going to be the Cavalry coming in with Gandalf at the dawn of the third day, fifth day, whatever Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers is. I'm not I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, but something like that. Like it's not I don't think it's going to be quite like that when both those guys Come back. So coming up, we'll talk more about this game, the loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And in the third segment, we'll talk about, you should probably be pretty mad about what's going on with this team right now, and it's very understandable. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And all you got to do is use promo code LOCKEDON to basically win a free bet right there. You put in $500, you're getting $250 back. And you know this. You knew what was going to happen to the Pelicans in this one, and they were four-and-a-half-point favorites. 
Did you take that minus four and a half or did you take the plus four and a half for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Because that would have been the smart bet. So whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're here and available five days a week for you all and free. No paywall or anything like that. How many people are here five days a week talking Pelicans right now? It's kind of limited. We're here putting out content every single day for you. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. So the Pelicans fall 108 to 100 um, to the Oklahoma City Thunder at home. Woof. Like, there's there's no really good way to sugarcoat it. Again, no Zion, no B.I. They probably had a less talented roster, maybe, than Oklahoma City. Now that I've said it, I'm not quite sure. This is a bad loss. Like, there, there's no other way to, to look at it, right? You had two guys, kind of three, that played well. You had Nikhil Alexander-Walker finally, finally have a breakout game this season against a really rough, te- you know, bad team, right? So, Take it with a bit of a grain of salt till we see him do this consistently. 10 of 22 shooting, 4 of 10 from deep, 33 points. He had a double-double with uh, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, And for him, the big thing was no turnovers. He played like we want him to play. He had shades. So this game for him was going real poorly. He was looking like bad Nikhil Alexander-Walker in this one. And then in the fourth quarter... Something clicked with him, okay? Something clicked, and he realized what he should be doing, and he went out and did it, and credit him, because he's been bad this year. In the fourth quarter, he played all 12 minutes. Dude scored 22 points to kind of get New Orleans back into this one. They got it within six and refused to go away, and this is after being down 21 points, 22 points, to the Oklahoma City Thunder at one point. He started getting downhill. In the fourth quarter, he took 11 shots. Only three of them were threes. And from those 11 shots he took, he got to the free throw line 11 times. Finally, play downhill, young man. Attack the basket and stop settling for early uh, deep threes in the offense. It was He'd been doing that and it's bad. And then he started attacking and he started getting a whistle going for him. He, he's gone to the line up until this game 11 times all year. He did it 11 times in the fourth quarter. That's how aggressive he was in this one. Trying to attack and to kind of swing this game and realizing he could do it. That's where he's best. He's ambidextrous. He can finish with his left and his right hand. Use that to your advantage and not the three-point shot with 18 seconds left on the shot clock from 30 feet. Get downhill and try and do something and create for yourself and others. And he did and wonderful things happened. Why can't he do this all the time? It's kind of frustrating, right? But credit to him. No turnovers. This was a really good game for him. He was sound enough defensively. Got called for a late whistle on three free throws, uh, which was a little rough. But what can you do there? And look, the refs in this one were, yeah, side eye kind of being shot towards him. Five technicals against the Pelicans in the second quarter in the span of about three minutes. I don't know. Like, it was dumb. The The officiating in this game was pretty bad. They were very, very inconsistent with what they were calling. I, I, don't, got, I don't have anything else to say about this one. We've seen it enough where, you know, whistle doesn't go New Orleans' way, and that was just a weird freaking game from this crew. But Akil was good. Now, he's got to string a couple of games together like this. He's got to string a couple of games together like this. 
Otherwise, it's just kind of that one-off thing that he does that everyone's kind of capable of doing. Like Ricky Rubio went for almost 40 points the other night or did go for 40, I forget. Right? Like guys can do that if they have hot nights, but Nikhil getting downhill, getting to the free throw line, taking over the game in the fourth quarter, it was impressive to see. He was really good. So was Jonas Valanciunas, 25 points, 15 boards. He's been the best player on the Pelicans so far this season. I don't know what to say about him other than good for you, dude. Like, you're doing what you can. I got zero complaints about him whatsoever. He was frustrated he wasn't getting calls early on in this one. He should have been getting more to the, the free throw line, but it seemed like the refs just, again, weird, weird freaking game. But no one else really steps up a ton, right? You have Devontae Graham, who's okay enough in this one, 18 points, but shot under 40%. The Pelicans as a team shot 35% because not a lot of help there. Garrett Temple, 0 for 5, right? Josh Hart, before he got kicked out of this game for picking up two quick techs, and you know what? That was probably the right move, Josh Hart. Get on out of there. Jackson Hayes doesn't play enough minutes in, doesn't make an impact. Herb Jones doesn't do it offensively, but he was back and good defensively. He was 1 of 7. Sadoransky, 0 for 3. Kyra Lewis Jr., 1 of 7. Trey Murphy, 2 of 8. The bench isn't good. Like, the depth isn't there. I've been, I was saying that, too, this offseason, right? Like, I didn't believe in Sadoransky. I didn't believe in Garrett Temple. And clearly, those two guys being the, the pieces of the trade coming back for Lonzo Ball is a huge whiff by David Griffin, which, as we'll talk about tomorrow, maybe cost him his job to a certain degree. But again, you know, I don't know if you put Josh Hart and Garrett Temple on the bench if it's going to make things better. I really, really don't. They need to kind of figure this out in this roster. Top-heavy. Starting five, all healthy, could be pretty talented. But you also need more than just five players to try and win a game. So this was disappointing um, of a loss. And look, you shouldn't lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder at home, especially when you're favored. And in a game where you do a good job of like not turning the ball over. Pels didn't even have 10 turnovers in this one. But the offense is so abysmal, they couldn't capitalize on 18 turnovers for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like... You're just not going to win very many games, and we shouldn't expect the Pelicans to win very many games when that stuff is there. Maybe it'll be different when Zion comes back and Brandon Ingram, and they might be getting Brandon Ingram back somewhat soon. So coming up, you should be mad. Like You you should be mad as a Pelicans fan about this. I'll talk about why coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. But first, this episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group. You're going to have tons of coffee, French fries, McFlurries, and most importantly, probably dependable Wi-Fi. And win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home and away team can come to recharge and on a road trip no better spot to stop at than mcdonald's grab some fries grab a drink stretch your legs and just refuel a little bit my go-to after pelicans games you know coming back late trying to record put out a good show need to eat something it's open late it's always going to be reliable and quality that's an important thing and saying this makes me kind of think should we do a locked on pelicans watch party there so mcdonald's i'm loving it all right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day, free and available five days a week for you all. And look, I don't blame people for not talking Pelicans right now, but you want this. I know it. I see the numbers. They've been good despite, you know, the 1 in 11 start for New Orleans. So thank you all for tuning in and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. So we just went over. I don't know how much because the bench is so thin and weak right now, B.I. coming back and Zion coming back is going to do to change that. 
They're going to change it by themselves, but I don't know if it's going to impact the bench a ton, even by knocking guys kind of down in the rotation, because the guys that are getting knocked down are just not good to begin with. Um, we went over why, you know, the loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder was disappointing, but good for Nikhil. Please do that on Friday and Saturday. Please, like, please, 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 please do that. We'll see. So as a fan, you know, there there tends to be a lot of gatekeeping on Twitter, it feels like. And, you know, it, it can be a rough place. And I've scaled back my social media usage because it's just kind of honestly like Twitter's a miserable place. You should feel as a fan however you want to feel. And no one should tell you otherwise, not me or anyone else. If you want to be optimistic about this team and really think that, you know, these guys are going to kind of turn the favors around. And I had someone on Twitter being like, I can see them easily winning like 10 straight games. I love that attitude. That's great. That's really, really a good thing. You know, I also think that it's fine to be frustrated, especially if you've been spending money. If you're a season ticket holder and you're seeing the prices on StubHub just plummet, right? You can get tickets for like $3. It kind of devalues your investment in the team, your season tickets in the team. When you could be buying your same tickets for like a fraction of the price and the, by scaling back a lot of the perks for season ticket holders, it doesn't really overcome that price difference when this team is bad and you know has a miserable roster out there so it's a frustrating time to be a pelicans fan i think i think you should be angry at this because one of the things i've seen is that like the media doesn't ask tough questions of new orleans one we don't talk to david griffin every single day right we haven't talked to zion since media day because he doesn't have to talk because he's out injured so there aren't always opportunities to do that. And even questions we do ask, maybe sometimes inform articles and other things. So don't just get and make it out there in tweets. But if you want to send a message to the team and hold them accountable, it's by being mad at them and being frustrated with the losing and not just being accepting of this, I think. And again, if you don't want to do that, that's fine too. Like it's totally cool. But if you want this team to change, it's not going to be me asking questions. Or any of the other beat writers asking questions, it's going to be you as a fan vocalizing that a 1 in 11 team isn't acceptable. It's you who kind of need to hold the team accountable more so than anything else. Like, we're, you know, we're professional when it comes to questions. Like, I asked you, everyone's like, talk to him about why Bledsoe sucks and keeps playing him. And it's like, that's not really our place to do, to ask some of the questions that people want. But you can be frustrated with the team and you should vocalize that if that's the case because. They're bad right now, and fans deserve better. And as I said in yesterday's show, and I'm going to pin this on YouTube, so if you haven't listened, go go listen to it. I think, for the most part, the team should be better than they are in this year three of a rebuild, and this is disappointing. And if the people kind of making these decisions can just sneak, not sneak by, sneak by, and don't have to kind of answer for this because no one cares and no one's upset, or they're gonna they're gonna keep doing it. You know, it's part of the reason why Dell Demps was in charge for so long, and he shouldn't have been, because people were like, oh, look, you got to let give him time, and, you know, the moves were the right idea, they were just injuries. That stuff doesn't matter, you just got to win at the end of the day, and sometimes process actually doesn't matter. And if you're winning, that's great, if you're not, you're not. And this team's not winning right now. So the, for the fans who are frustrated and angry, you have every right to be. Every right to be. You would anyway, but you have somewhat of my blessing. But also, if you're not, that's cool too. If you want to go out and support the team, go take advantage and get those cheap tickets. You could have gotten floor seats for 100 bucks right now for this game against Oklahoma City. You know what? Even if the team's 1-10 going into it, 1-11 coming out of it, that, that's actually a really good deal. And 
Some I wish I had taken advantage of in this because it can be a lot of fun. So it's going to be frustrating to be a Pelicans fan for (laughs) a little bit here. Um, And we'll talk more tomorrow about David Griffin, the firing news, the hot seat news. Let's get into that one and his argument with Alvin Gentry, which is pretty funny, I think. So that's going to do it for the Thursday edition of Locked on NBA. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.